God of thanksgiving. I stand in your presence and bless. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. Oh Lord, I love you right now. I will bless thee, O Lord. With a heart. With a heart of thanksgiving. I love to bless. I will bless thee, O Lord. With my heart and my hands lifted up. With my hands lifted up. Oh, and my mouth filled with praise. And my mouth filled with praise. With my whole heart filled. With a heart of thanksgiving. I stand and bless. I will bless thee, O Lord. Everybody bless the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name, O God. Hallelujah. We ask that you would stand as we go before the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, Father God. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we come before you this morning, Lord God, thanking and praising you for one more opportunity to gather together to lift your name up that you may draw all men unto yourself, Lord God. We count it an honor and a privilege, Lord God, to be used by you this day, Lord God. Father, we ask that you would just have your way in this place, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that follow us that believe, Lord God. We thank you for healing, deliverance, and setting people free as we know that you can and you will do this day, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, have your way, Lord God, as we commit this service into your hands, Lord God. Bless each and every one of us. Bless our pastor as he comes forth and brings forth the word, Lord God. Help us as he brings forth the word in clarity and clarity and understanding, Lord God, that we would not only be hearers of your word, but doers of it. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we'll thank you and forever give your name the praise, glory, and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless thee, O Lord. I bless thee, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. I'm going to bless your name. I will bless thee, O Lord. Hallelujah, Lift it up and my mouth filled 
thanksgiving. I stand in blessed. I will bless thee, O Lord. Come on, can we lift that up one more time? I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. Hallelujah. I will bless thee, O Lord. With the heart of thanksgiving. With the heart of thanksgiving. I'm going to bless. I will bless thee, O Lord. Oh, I'll raise my hands and i lift up your praises. With my hands lifted up. Yeah, yeah. And my mouth filled with praise. With the heart of thanksgiving. With the heart of thanksgiving. With the heart of thanksgiving. With the heart full of thanks and praise. With the heart of thanksgiving. Oh, with my whole heart. With the heart of thanksgiving. I'm going to bless. I will bless thee, O Lord. for everything that we have been thank through. You, we thank you, God, Hallelujah. for everything that may come upon us Wonderful that you have God. taught us. Hallelujah. You have instilled yes. us of how to combat Word. that, how thank to God. stand Hallelujah. strong Hallelujah. in that. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, thank for the you, power Jesus. and authority you, that you have placed in our hearts, in our minds, in Hallelujah. our lives. Hallelujah. 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 That you continue Hallelujah. to walk with us, God, as thank we walk Jesus. through everything, oh God, that may come before us, thank oh God. Lord, God. Lord hallelujah. hallelujah. We thank you right now for the thank authority, you, Jesus. for the holy boldness hallelujah. that we can stand strong on your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, I don't Lord. know thank what you, anybody thank else you, came Lord. to do today, but I come to bless yes, him. God. I come yes, to praise yes, him. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I come to raise hallelujah. my voice. I come to lift my hands. I come to clap my hands. I come to stop my cheek. Hallelujah. I come to let my body do it all. Because it was created to give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy God. Worthy God. Worthy God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We yes, just reference God. your presence right now, yes, God. Hallelujah. Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, he's yes, worthy oh God, in this place. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a matchless in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your holy name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Woo, that presence you, of God Lord ain't Jesus. no joke. Hallelujah, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, that presence of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Can we just bask in His presence right now? Hallelujah. Can we just receive the sweet favor right now? Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Your mighty God. Your worthy God. Mighty God, mighty Hallelujah. God. Yes, Woo, God. Jesus. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Worthy God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, oh God, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. It's something about that presence, you know. It just like falls down, it trickles. It don't just like hey, you know, like hurry up. Oh, here, let me give it to you. No, God is. Oh my gosh. He is amazing. Yes, wonderful God. When that spirit comes and it just saturates your whole body and saturates your whole mind. Yes, God. It's like you feel like the little trickling of raindrops just falling one at a time. Hallelujah. Each space down your body, each part. Rain, oh God. Hallelujah. Every nook and cranny in your whole soul. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. Jesus. This, this Jesus, ain't no joke. Jesus. This ain't no joke. Woo. Yes, oh God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy, holy name. Can we just lift that up together right now? Come on and bless the Lord with your whole soul. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. And all, and all that, is within. that is within me. Come on and bless the Hallelujah. We bless your holy name. Can we just come together and say that one more time? If you want him to just, oh, you just want to bless him right bless now. The Lord, oh, my soul, oh, my soul, everything within me, that is within me. I come to bless you. I just want to bless your holy Because he's done so many great things. Hallelujah. He has done. He has done great things. He has done great things. How many know he's done so many great things? He has done great things. Just believe.
bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. You're worthy, God. You're worthy. Before we take time to bless the offering, hallelujah, we don't want to have you miss out on the opportunity to give. Hallelujah. The time and the offering. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this offering, Lord God, for which it was taken up for, Lord God. Father, we ask that you would bless those that had to give, Lord God, and those that didn't have to give, that they may be able to give on the next appointed time. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for this, this day, Lord in Jesus name. Jesus name. Amen and amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are in celebration of the giving. Hallelujah. That we were blessed enough to even give. Hallelujah. We are blessed enough to give somebody that don't have to give so they can give. Hallelujah. So we can all give together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what you come to do. I don't know what you come to do. Oh, I don't know what you come to do. 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 I come to clap my hands. My hands. I come to clap my hands. My hands. I come to clap my hands. My hands. Praise right here in this place. Hallelujah. 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 He's worthy. Oh, he's worthy. Because God is great. He's greatly to be praised. God is great in my soul. Oh, yes, God is great. He is greatly to be praised. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. If you know He's great, come on and sing it. God is great. He's greatly, greatly to be praised. God is God is great down in my soul. Oh God is great. God is great. He's greatly 
Everybody, show some love. Show the love, everybody. Hey. 
Never, never 
Cause I'm breathing Never, never forget As long as I'm walking Never, never forget As long as I'm living Never, never forget As long as I'm talking Never, never forget How you brought me out Never, never forget How you created me Never I won't forget, I won't forget, I can't forget, I won't forget, you showed me so many I things, I won't forget, to let me know, I won't forget, that I can't forget, I won't forget, where you brought me from, I won't forget, where you're taking me to, I won't forget, from where I am, I won't forget, I won't forget, I won't forget, I can't forget, I won't forget, not gonna forget, I won't forget, don't wanna About a thing. I won't forget because you're always came. I won't forget came through for me. I won't forget I can't forget. I won't forget not gonna forget it. I won't forget I'm not gonna forget it. I won't forget I won't forget. I won't forget. Oh Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Because you're great, God. Hallelujah. 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 I know I ain't the only one that done came through Thank some you, stuff. Jesus. I know Hallelujah. I ain't the only one standing up here right now being the witness of the amen, greatness amen, and amen. goodness of God. Hallelujah. I know that I am not the only one up here ready to run, leap, but can't because your knees hurt, but I want to. Hallelujah. I thank God for the movement that I have and I'm going to use it to the fullest. Hallelujah. I'm going to use everything that ain't hurting and I'm going to push the ones that is. Hallelujah. Because our God is great. Hallelujah. We serve a great God. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Come on, help me sing that. How great is our God. Oh, how great is our God. Hallelujah. Sing with me. How great, how great is our God. All is going to see. All will see how great, how great, how great is our God. I just love that. Come on, everybody. Just do it together. How great it is our God. How great is our God. Come on and sing with me. How great is our God. All is going to see. All will see how great. How great. How great. Of every name, come on, let's say that you're the name, you're the name, you're the name above all names. Lord, you're worthy of you are worthy of our praise, and our hearts is gonna sing, and our hearts will sing how great, how great is our God. Can we sing that together again? I just love y'all so much. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of our praise. And our hearts will sing how great is our God. How great is our God. How great is yes. our God. God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Can we just lift that up one more time? How great. Think about that. How great is he to you? How great Think about how great he is to you. Is our God. It's okay to make it personal Sing when you need to. Sometimes you need to encourage yourself. And think about how great God. he is to you. What 
what he's done, what he's doing, what he is about to do. All the expectations that you can just be ready for. You can be excited for. Hallelujah. Now tell him he's the name above every name. Hallelujah. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of our praise. And our hearts will sing how great is our God. One more time, you're the name above every name. Hallelujah. You're the name above all names. Oh Lord, you're worthy. You are worthy of our praise. And our hearts is gonna sing. And our hearts will sing. How great. How great. How great. How great. How great. think up on many opportunities and, and occasions when I can say honestly not because of something that someone told me or coached me to say but knowing it for myself of how great our God is. You ever have one of those moments of many moments down through our lives? I know I have in these 41 years that I've been up on to be blessed to be up on this planet. Hallelujah. How many is ready for the word of God? How many is ready for the word of God? Hallelujah. For it's the word of God that when all else fails, it's the word of God that is going to stand. Hallelujah. We ask that you would stand on your feet, those that can and will, as we receive our pastor, the shepherd of this house, Bishop Roy J. Lysat. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and bless the Lord for God's messenger. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Mother. I appreciate that. You may be seated. The old, the old saints used to sing a song. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Rising. One day. Come on, church. Live and he loved me. celebrate our praise team, our musicians as they've led us into the presence of God. Yes. 
So thankful to them for their anointing and their gifts. Amen. I'm excited about this uh, past week, Thursday and Friday. We housed the uh, GEFI Amen. Women's Conference. Amen. And let me tell you, when my wife and I drove and hit the parking lot on that Thursday night, I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. 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 And we just had a time Thursday night. We had a time Friday night. Hallelujah. We're just excited about what God is doing. I know that in the day sessions, they also had a time in the Lord. The word was rich and it was full and we're excited and I've already put the word out to the planning committee. I'm looking forward to whatever next year has to bring. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited about what God is doing. We are definitely on the move. If you didn't get the opportunity to come, you missed it. Hopefully you tuned in. Um, for the praise team that took part, I thank you for your sacrifice and being here and uh, lending your gifts in the service. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're just thankful to God because he is a good God. Yes. Hallelujah. And he definitely deserves the praises of his people. Yes. Hallelujah. Last week we were discussing faith. Uh, the series or the sermon topic, faith is dot, dot, dot trying to figure out what it is that we talk about when we talk about faith. Uh -huh. and last week, we began to build a foundation of what Scripture tells us about faith. And we ended last week with a promise that I would tell you how you can get a good report card from God. According to the Scripture, I told you I encourage you to read the 11th chapter of Hebrews, and hopefully you took that to heart and did it. For in it is a lineage of those who obtained a good report. The text, for it by the elders obtained a good report. What is it then that God is saying? What happened that the elders were able to gain a good report? And better yet, how can I, as a child of God in this day, also obtain a good report? One thing we have to understand about faith is that there is a reward to those who have faith. What is the reward of faith? Some have been misguided into thinking that the reward for faith is the possession of the material. But the possession of the material is just evidence of the good report. It, in and of itself, is not the reward of the good report. The reward of faith is the approval of God. God is saying to us that he is well pleased when we believe in him and stand on his promises. 
regardless of whatever is going on in our life, when we stand upon the promises of God, regardless of what it is that we are being told, when we stand upon the promises of God, regardless of whatever it is that we hear, when we stand upon the promises of God, uh, the old folks used to say you'd have to see it before you see it. You've got to possess it before you possess it. You've got to know it before you know it. You've got to obtain it before you've obtained it. You've got to walk in it before you've walked in it. You've got to talk about it before you're able to talk about it. You've got to do these things because... It is evident that you're standing on the promise of God, and because you're standing on that promise, God's reward is he is well pleased with you. As a matter of fact, the scripture makes reference to great men of God who lived in times past, believed in God, and followed the word of God. And uh, they stake their very lives everything that they had, everything that they were upon the assurance of what God has declared. And their faith in God pleased God to no end. Therefore, God, accepting their faith, honored them because of their faith. Prior to Jesus coming on the scene, it was their faith that was counted as righteousness. God accepted their faith. He honored them because of their faith. And then he honored them uh, further by recording their faith in Scripture, that it might be an example or a challenge to every child of God in every generation that reads it, that if I would but stand upon the promises of God, understanding that the promises of God are what? Yes, and amen. amen. Hallelujah. And I know that there are some in the body that uh, are shaken in their faith, and sometimes we get shaken when we feel like we're dealing with a condition in the body or we are overcome by some level of sin that may be in our life. And uh, as you're dealing with this proclivity in your flesh, the devil likes to bring to the forefront of your thinking your f- that you are in some type of fallen state and you think that because this is the thing or the things that plague you the most that you cannot seem to escape, you get some level of respite from here to here, but then it always creeps back up. God wants me to tell you to put your faith into action. God declared that he's measured out to each of us a measure of faith. So don't think that you don't have it because God has given it to you. That's the first thing you've got to accept and understand. And because you have what God has given, I hear the word say, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. You're not bound to die for the sin you struggled with, but you have in fact been delivered through the power of Jesus. You're not condemned, but you're liberated. You need to go and sin no more, but God is not looking at your accuser. God has not come to destroy you, but he has come that you might have life. 
The enemy of all of his forces may come against you to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But his promise is that he came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. If you look at scripture, you will see this saying is divided by a semicolon punctuation mark. And as I teach, it's important to understand the language and its written form because it gives you context to what is being said. And that semicolon uh, brings a connection of what's said before it to what's said after it. But it discounts what's said before by what's said after it gives power to what comes after than what came before you see it does not deny the existence of the first part it just says the second part trumps the first part when the enemy is messing with your mind because you've had a oops you ought to remind the enemy that Jesus trumps your oops. When you feel like you're struggling and you don't know how you're going to make it through or, or not give in, you ought to remind yourself that the urge in your flesh is trumped by the urge in your spirit. Ephesians 1, 6 through 7 tells us to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And I know that some think that they're unclean, but my faith says I'm clean. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I no longer have to run around yelling, unclean, 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 when people draw near me. But I can tell you now that I'm clean. I've been made righteous. I've been made whole. It's not something that's going to happen, but it's something that has already happened. Something, a concept that you have to begin to understand, a theology that you have to begin to allow to permeate the recesses of your mind. Your sin does not define you, but rather you are defined in Christ Jesus who has made you free from sin. This is what my faith declares. The life I now live, I live free from the power of sin and death. I'm a walking, talking testimony of the grace of God. And when he would have killed me or should have killed me, he chose to love me. When he should have cast me out, he chose to draw me close. When he should have walked away and left me standing by myself, he said, I'd never leave you nor forsake you. And he stood with me. I am who I am because God has made me his son. We have to understand when you stand upon the promises of God, yes, sir. God allows you to appropriate those things that are written into something that is real. The, the text goes on to say, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, yes. so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So we see here a basic understanding of faith that God has made the world. Now, the word understanding from the Greek word noeo uh, means to perceive with the mind or to understand or to know as a true fact. 
Some say that the belief that God made the world is just an assumption, that it is the beginning point in the building uh, of the Christian theology. Uh, and there is both truth and error in this charge. You see, the error is found in the word assumption. You see, truth is not an assumption. Truth is the child of God begins with a statement of truth that God did create the world. Now, our starting point is more than an assumption. It is an understanding and acceptance of what is real. The very basic fact that God did create the world. Now, listen to what the great theologian Matthew Henry says, and I want to quote this. By faith, we understand much more of the formation of the world than ever could be understood by the naked eye or natural reason. You see, faith is not a force upon the understanding, but a friend and a help to it. Now, what does faith give us to understand concerning the world? Well, it tells us that these worlds were not eternal, nor did they produce themselves, but they were made by another. Uh, The maker of these worlds is God. He is the maker of all things. He made the world with great exactness. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, attention to detail. You see, it was framed, it was crafted intricately and specifically. And everything duly adapted and disposed to answer its end. God made the world by his word his essential wisdom, and his eternal son, and by his act, his active will, saying, let it be, and it was done. The world was framed out of nothing. God did not need something preexistent. All he needed was himself. Out of no preexistent matter, God, who can call things that are not as if they are, called them to be. These things were understood and will be understandable to you through faith. You see, the Bible gives us the truest and most exact account of the origin of all things. We are to believe what the word declares. We don't wrestle with it. We don't run down scripture account of uh, creation trying to justify it because it does not suit with some fantastic hypothesis that we've come up with on our own, which has been some learned thing by conceited men uh, who think themselves remarkable but are filled with infidelity. The writer to the Hebrews goes on to say, he says that it is an act of faith to believe that God made the world. Then he goes on to say that the things which are seen emerged from the things which are not seen. So when he says that he was aiming to blow or aiming a blow at uh, your current level of belief 
What he's trying to get you to understand is he is God and capable of anything. It was a current belief that God created the world out of already existing matter. It was also a current belief that this existing matter was flawed and that therefore from the beginning this world or this creation is flawed because it's made from flawed material. Now the writer to the Hebrews insists that God did not work with existing material. God created the world from nothing. Now when he argued like this, he was not interested in cosmological speculation. He was not interested in the scientific side of the matter. What he wanted to stress was the fact that this is God's world. I hear the scripture screaming at me out of Nehemiah 9 and 6. Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth, and all the things that are therein, the seas, and all that is therein, and thou preserveth them all. And the host of heaven worship thee. I hear Psalm 33 and 6 tell me, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. I hear Acts tell me in 4 and 24, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them is. I hear it go on to say, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts and by it being, uh, by it he being dead yet speaketh. You see, faith is more power than what we give faith credit for. When most of us think of faith, we associate faith with getting something that we want, desire, or need. We use it to explain unexplainable healing or favor that is received of us, but there is a far greater importance to faith that many of us miss. You see, we've Idea, we uh, have put faith in a, uh, a framework that it is just a tool to satisfy self-desire. But we must understand that there is a fullness of faith we are missing. The spiritual power of faith is in fact twofold. And we can see it in effect in the lives of Abel and Enoch. You see, your faith has the power to count you as righteous. What a marvelous gift from God this is. You are counted as righteous because of your faith. Now, I would argue being counted righteous is the greatest need of all mankind because without Jesus, we cannot be righteous. Unless some way can be found to cause God to count us righteous, we shall never be allowed to live with God 
outside of his righteous plan of redemption. The ultimate goal of every uh, child of God should be to live with God eternally. And there's but one way to do that. You must be righteous to live with he who is righteous. Now, Abel teaches us a great lesson about how one can be righteous in our living, and that is to worship God the way God declares. To worship God in that time that God directs there to be a sacrifice of blood. This is the foreshadowing of the redemption plan of God for the salvation of mankind, the crown of his creation through his son Jesus. Let me back up for a minute so we can fully understand what has transpired before Abel's sacrifice and the necessity of faith which was shown in Abel's sacrifice. Turn with me to Genesis 3, 9 through 10. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. When Adam and Eve sinned, they became aware of their nakedness. Nakedness is a symbol of being aware and conscious of sin. So God comes seeking after Adam. This was not the voice of the policeman, but the call of yearning love. You see, dark is the background here. It only serves more clearly to reveal the riches of God's grace. Highly favored as our first parents were, blessed with everything the heart could desire, only a single restriction in place upon their liberty in order to test their loyalty and fidelity to to him who made them. How fearful then their fall. How terrible and great their sin. What wonder if God had consigned them to everlasting chains under darkness as he did his angels who had sinned before them. What wonder of his wrath had instantly consumed them. Such would have been no undue severity. It would simply have been simple, bare, straightforward justice. It was all they deserved. But no. In his infinite condescension and abundant mercy, God designed a way to seek after. He came down to Eden crying, where art thou? What transpired was the knowledge of what God would have to do to reconcile his creation to himself. Understand we were created to be with God in the garden, to walk with him, to talk with him, to share our time with him. We were not created to be separated from him. It was never God's intention to create mankind and then leave man in the created world by himself. It was always God's intention to have an intimate relationship with man. You see, this was the pain of Adam's sin 
it broke the intimacy between he and God. And due to God's love for his creation, he chooses rather to restore than to destroy. And because of the alienation from our intimacy with God, we needed a way to be counted worthy to be intimate with God again, and that is in our faith. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God was willing to fight for you. You see, he's not like us. I'll fight for you as long as I think you love me right. I'll fight for you as long as I think I'm safe and secure in relationship with you. I'll fight for you as long as you're doing your part in this relationship. Ah, but God's not like that. God said, I'm going to fight for you regardless of you. If we would ever get to the place of understanding of the love of God and start fighting for each other regardless of each other. You see, God's love for Adam and Eve caused him to find a way to restore what he did not break. He started by providing clothing to cover their nakedness. The clothing was coats or skins from the animals, a symbol that sin had to be covered by the shedding of blood. You see, this was symbolic of the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of God's only begotten son that he had to shed in order that the sins of men would be washed away. So from the very first parents on the earth, God laid it down that the sin and guilt of man had to be borne by either man himself or by a substitute. Man had to die for his own sins or else a substitute had to be sacrificed for his sins. Adam and Eve taught this to their children. Turn with me to Genesis 4, 1 through 8. And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have begotten or I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. There was a time in my life 
when I thought that this was unfair? Why would God not accept Cain's offering? I'm sure Cain gave the best of his fruit and vegetables and work in the, in the uh, fields. I didn't understand. When I first read this passage of Scripture from the history of mankind, the uh, distinct difference between the two sacrifices to God beguiled my mind but frustrated me at the same time. The difference between the two offerings was this. Abel believed or had faith and approached God and worshiped God in that faith just as God had declared through the sacrifice of another. Abel understood to approach God, there had to be a sacrifice that he might be made righteous by the shedding of blood. But Cain did not believe God. Cain did not function as God declared. He did not accept God's word. He did not approach God through the sacrifice of another. He made a material sacrifice and offering to God. He approached God through money and earthly gifts, through the efforts of his hands and the fruit of his work, the fruit born from the earth, the fruit born of his own human, frailing, aging, dying nature. And this is where many of us are today. We say we have faith, but we do not believe God or his word just as his word declares. We try to augment his word with the actions or attributes of our effort. We attach God's word to our action as some type of covering or a help. But the basis of our faith is man-centered and not God-centered. This is why Cain failed. Very simply, Abel believed God. It's very simple. We make scripture difficult. God wrote it in simplicity. We get caught up in the yea, they, this, thou, though, when God made plain the message. Abel believed God. In case your neighbor didn't get it, why don't you prophetically speak into their life and tell them, Abel believed God. Abel believed God. What does that mean? It means he recognized just what the word declares. That he was sinful and imperfect. And that he could never be acceptable to God who is perfect and holy until his sin and guilt had been paid for and removed. You see, Abel knew that his his sins had to be removed from him. That he had to be counted righteous before he could ever be accepted by God. Therefore, he believed God would count him righteous if he let another bear his sin for him. He believed exactly what Scripture proclaims to us. Cain would truly be the father of the self-help theology. I will do it my way with a little bit of God on the side. 
I laugh sometimes at my wife. We go out to eat, and she likes sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are what they say the good potato. Yes. But there's really only one way to eat sweet potatoes, and that's baked with butter yes, and cinnamon sugar. Yes. And my wife likes to eat it that way, but she don't want it brought to her that way. So she'll ask for the sweet potato with the cinnamon sugar and the butter on the side. You see, sometimes in life, we, we, we tell God we, we like your faith, we, we accept your faith, uh, but we just really use your faith as just a side offering to what I'm doing. I will do it my way with a little bit of God on the side. And this approach to God will never work and it will always be rejected. You cannot come to God unless you believe God is who he is. Our faith is counted as righteous, not because of our human sacrifice, but because of the sacrifice of another's work. We are counted righteous. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 2 and 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live under righteousness by whose stripes you are healed. Amen. It goes on in 3 and 18, for Christ also hath once suffered the sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. You see, this is the power of faith. Faith is not about you getting stuff. Faith is the empowering to be counted righteous. And because you're righteous, you are in right standing with God. And because you're in right standing with God, everything you have need of, God already looses into your hand. You see, faith is not about me possessing the car. Faith is about me possessing my right standing with God and my desire before God because I'm in right standing with God looses the car that I need to carry out his will in the earth. Yes, Faith didn't get me the things that I wanted. My right standing with God got it. But faith is what got me to my right standing. Philippians 3 and 9 says, And be found in him, watch this, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, that's doing it my way, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. You see, as we move further into this, we should, uh, our eyes should be opening and, and, and recognizing there's another element of the power of faith and the foreshadowing of what is to come for us who are alive in Christ at his coming. By faith, this is what the word says. By faith, Enoch was translated yes, sir. that he should not see death. Well. 
and was not found. That means his body was not left because God translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And I already told you earlier, how is it that we please God? You please God by having faith in God. And how do you have faith in God? By standing on his word and believing he is who he is. You see, Enoch believed God. He believed that if he walked in fellowship with God day by day, then God would look after him and take care of him. Therefore, the Bible declares that Enoch walked with God and God looked after and cared for him. God even conquered death for Enoch. And when Enoch was ready to go home to be with God, God transferred him right into heaven, right into the very presence of God. Enoch experienced the promise that is made to every believer. We shall never taste or experience death and the intended relationship between man and God is restored. Enoch's faith gave him a day-by-day walk with God. Knowledge and fellowship, care and provision, protection and deliverance by God. John 15 at verse 4 starts and it says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Why? Because I am in right standing. It's been said that Enoch was walking with God one day and they walked and talked so long in such sweet fellowship that near nightfall, God said to Enoch, it is nearer to my house than to yours, so let's go to my house. This is a wonderful way to think about it, but the Bible simply tells us that Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. The record of Enoch, though very brief, is in a very unique place in the word of God. It's in Genesis, the fifth chapter, beginning with the fifth verse. We read, And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. And all the days of Enos were 905 years, and he died. In all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. In all the days of Mahalil were 890 and five years, and he died. In all the days of Jared were 960 and two years, and he died. In all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years, 
And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. In all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years, and he died. In all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years, and he died. Now, from these passages, we see that Enoch lived in the midst of dying people. Yet Enoch was translated into heaven. God took him into heaven. Enoch is definitely a type of the New Testament believer who will be translated when the church is caught up to meet the Lord in the air. In the midst of an age of wholesale death in a city where almost every single day somebody is dying and in an hour darker than any yet known to man. Surely the hour is upon us. Surely these are the days known as the days of the beginning of sorrow the darkest hour is just before the dawn and surely the night is far spent surely Jesus is coming quickly we don't know the day nor the hour of his coming but we do believe he is coming to take us to be home with him you can't help but to look around You see, there's a testimony coming. When Jesus cracks the sky, and every blood-bought, born-again believer meets him in the air, there'll be a testimony. That testimony be Anthony played the organ with God, and God took him. Deacon Trent took care of the church and God took him. Bishop was preaching, and God took him. First lady was watching and praying, and God took her. Oh, you're going to see it. Cynthia was singing, and God took her. That's going to be the testimony that the world is going to have to deal with because a day is coming sooner rather than later when Jesus is going to crack the sky and the voice of the archangel is going to sound the trump and the dead in Christ is going to get up and we that are yet alive shall meet them. Dad, I'm coming to see you. Every once in a while, you ought to remind yourself Because I'm in right standing. Hallelujah. You see, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This scripture is foundational to our faith. It has to be read. It should be memorized by every child of God. The writer lays down an uh, axiomic statement. He uses the aorist tense in the infinitive to please. The statement is universal in its application and timeless in its deportment. The idea is without faith. It is impossible to Please God ever. Hallelujah. You see, 
This is a great statement. This should be paramount in the life of every believer. We see for us to be accepted by God, we must have faith in God. For us to have a relationship with God, we must have faith in, in God. Without faith, we separate ourselves from God. God's word is clear. Unbelief is evil by nature. Unbelief is evil by nature. When you believe everything and everybody else over what God has declared, that is evil by nature. Let every man be a liar. And God be true. Hebrews 3 and 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. I know what the doctor said. But unbelief is evil. I know what the lawyer said. But unbelief is evil. I know what the banker said, but unbelief is evil. I know what your boss at your job said, but unbelief is evil. I know what your wicked spouse said, but unbelief is evil. I know what your children did, but unbelief is evil. I shall stand on the promises of God. Let me, let me close with this. When you come to God, there are two things that you must believe. There are just two things. We make it like there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like you need the whole Encyclopedia Britannica. But there's only two things. Two very simple things you need to believe when you come to God. You must believe in God, that God is, that God exists. The words must believe come from a Greek phrase that means necessary and essential. It's absolutely uh, necessary and vitally essential. It is a moral necessity to have faith. The very existence of God is a matter of intelligent faith so that men are left without an excuse. When you look around yourself and, and see all that there is in you, your family, this world, your possessions, only a faithless and perverse generation can say there is no God. The idea in and of itself sickens me to my core. The blindness and arrogance of mankind who would dare believe in any other theology other than the theology of God. The first thing you have to possess is belief in who he is. The second, you must believe that God rewards those who diligently seek him. 
Now, the word diligently comes from a Greek word that means to seek out God, to diligently seek to find him and to follow him. You see, God does not reward the sleepy-eyed, complacent, non-thinker, half-interested, worldly-minded, pleasure-seeker. God rewards those who diligently seek to know him and to follow him. The more you want to know God, the more God rewards you with knowledge about who he is, which elevates you in standing. The old saints used to say, we're going higher and higher. You're Faith is growing because God's giving you another tidbit. He's letting you in on another secret. He's sharing another mystery with you. He's sharing the intimacy of who he is with you as you keep seeking after him. He keeps giving you more and he gives you more and he gives you more. The blessings of the Lord come pressed down, shaken together and overflowing. He's pouring out into your bosom. We have to be in earnest and persevere and endure until our change comes. Sometimes you just got to hold on. I'm not letting go till my change comes. I don't care what you do to shake me off. I'm holding on until you bless me. I'm standing on your word. Whatever wind may blow, whatever wave may carry me, I won't let go. I've got a life grip on you, and I won't let go until you bless me. You see, the person who needs something and lives on his face in prayer before God, asking, seeking, and knocking, will experience God's answering the need. You will be encouraged to trust God. That is to seek and knock even more and more. A genuine faith in God lives before God. This is what faith is, living before that which you believe. Faith is entrusting your life to him. It is trusting God, depending upon God, believing God, seeking God, conversing with God, sharing with God, fellowshipping with God, being intimate with God. If you really believe that God exists, you will do these things. The greater your need, the greater the amount of time true faith spends alone with God discussing that need. The greater your need, the more diligent true faith seeks the answer to its need. What happens is this. As you diligently seek God, you discover that true faith diligently lives before God in prayer and devotion and is given what it hopes for. By this, you learn to trust God more and more. You expect. 
experience a faith growth explosion. But you can never forget this. God does not reward sinful, carnal trust. Nor is he going to reward doubting trust. If he answered a doubting trust or a carnal hope and prayer, then the doubting and carnal person would begin to think that the life he is living is acceptable to God. God does not approve of sinful and carnal living, nor does he approve of a doubting heart. God honors righteous living and a righteous believing heart. It is the person who truly lives righteously and believes enough to diligently seek God who grows and grows in faith. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now, they desire a better country that is in a heavenly place wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city by faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac and he that hath received the promise offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him a figure by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff by faith Joseph when he died made mention of the departure 
departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he had destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do will drown. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophet who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed valiantly in the fight, turned to flight the enemy of their alien. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the desert and in the mountains and in dens and caves of the earth and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise. God having provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Hallelujah. 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 Faith. Faith. Possess 
right standing. I'm not believing God for temporal things that simply pass away. But I'm believing his word, which is eternal. Understanding that if I but follow his word, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. faith by faith when I stand before Jesus and he gives an accounting of all my deeds I won't be like some who declare did I not cast devils in your name? Did I not work miracles in your name? Did I not lay hands on the sick and recover in thy name? Did I not do good in thy name? And hear him say, depart from me. Ye who work iniquity. In other words, depart from me. Ye who had no faith in me. For I never knew you. But as he's giving the roll call of my deeds in the earth. I can say. I have faith. That everything. That was not like you. Was covered in your blood. And that as I stand here. I'm counted. As righteous. In thy sight. Because I believe. In you. In what you've done. And your promise. That's yes and amen. Means I'm in right stand. It was never based on what I did or didn't do. It was always based on you. That I might hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful
as I read the remaining scriptures. You'll notice that they had not received the promise. But they never gave up on the promise. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were ushered into the furnace of fire. Their disposition was, I know God can deliver me. And whether I come out of the flame or not, whether I receive the promise or not, I know that he was able to do exactly what he said. Hallelujah. 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 I celebrate you, Lord. It is impossible for you to fail or for your word to go void. So I stand on your promises. I believe in what you have done to make me right, to count me as righteous, to deem me holy in thy sight that we might walk together until that day when I am just no more. Thank you for the faith that you have imparted in me. Thank you for the faith that you've measured out to each of us. knowing that I possess it I approach you in it that I might get closer to you just that I might say I love you I love you Jesus and I know that you love me love you, Jesus. You first love me. tuned in let them come to know you in a more intimate way help them father to know you better 
draw us close to you. Have mercy upon us. Heal our mind and our bodies of all that afflict them. Whether it be physical, spiritual, or psychological. Father, we want to be right in thy sight and please you in what we do. Honor you with our living. Receiving of you your grace. Father, if there be anything in us that is not right or like you, have mercy upon us and deliver us from the hand of evil. Forgive us. Break the chains that are binding us. Cast off the works of evil. Even the wickedness that is in the flesh. Speak with us as only you can. In the language only we can understand in personal relationship with you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Every power, every spirit of wickedness in high places, the Lord rebuke you. Every stronghold is destroyed by the anointing. Every yoke is broken. Every chain is loosed. In the name of Jesus. Casting off the works of darkness. In the name of Jesus. Let thy glory rest on us, Lord. Hallelujah. We celebrate you. Father, meet each of your people at the point of their need. Take us into the remainder of this week. Let us be a light in a dark world. Use us for your glory. Speak through us. Shine your light through us. Allow us to be a blessing. And bring us Hallelujah, hallelujah. Consider yourself.